Welcome to the Strategy Driven Podcast, the big picture of business, business leader as community leader, part one of two. On behalf of the entire Strategy Driven team, I would like to welcome you to this edition of the Strategy Driven Podcast. The big picture of business. Business leader as community leader, part one of two. The Strategy Driven Podcast focuses on the tools and techniques executives and managers can use to improve their organization's alignment and accountability to ultimately achieve superior results. These podcasts elaborate on the best practice and warning flag articles found on the Strategy Driven website at www.strategydriven.com. In this episode, Hank Moore, corporate strategist and author of The Business Tree, shares with us his insights on the role of business leaders within their communities. We explore the benefits of positive community relationships, the risks of poor relationships, and how to avoid the missteps endured by business leaders of the past and present. And so now, without any further delays, let's get started. We are privileged to be joined by Hank Moore, corporate strategist and author of The Business Tree. Hank has advised more than 5,000 client organizations worldwide, including 100 of the Fortune 500, public sector agencies, small businesses, and not-for-profit organizations. He has advised two U.S. presidents and spoken at five economic summits. Hank guides company leaders through the development of growth strategies, visioning, and strategic planning readying them to navigate the big-picture issues profoundly affecting today's business climate. The business tree is his trademarked approach for growing, strengthening, and evolving business while mastering change. Hank, welcome back to the Strategy Driven Podcast. My pleasure, Nathan. Always a pleasure to visit with you. It's great to have you back on the show. We had a little break since the holidays. So uh, this is actually going to kick us off the new year, so I'm thrilled to have you back with us. Tonight we're planning to talk about the business leader as the community leader. And so I thought to kick off our discussion, I would ask you to describe for the audience some of the benefits businesses realize through having a strong community relationship. Well, every business, uh, whether they realize it or not, owes it to the communities in which they do business to at least give something back. And now there's no business that should be expected to give away their entire profits and their entire proceeds, but it is expected and and anticipated that every business pull their share. And the real art for most businesses is what they do how well they do, and how they they can in turn benefit. And I'm not saying necessarily 
uh, monetarily. Uh, one of the best benefits for most businesses in being part of the communities and in serving on boards of directors and championing causes is it helps make their executives more valuable to the company. It makes them more valuable as community leaders. So when younger executives, and this has been gone, this has gone on in business, you know, for probably 200 years, um, where younger executives on their way up in companies will cut their teeth and become more valuable to their companies by serving on charity boards of directors. And basically, it's a win-win-win situation. Everybody wins. The company wins. Uh, it improves the quality and the commitment of their people. And the ultimate beneficiaries are those charities and those nonprofit organizations and uh, the people who partake of their services. So really, everybody wins when there's a community involvement. The real substance of it, as it relates to every company, is what causes they're going to choose, when they participate, to what extent, how they can make causes their own rather than just mm -hmm. throw money at the same causes that everybody else does. And, you know, when you really look at it that way, and that a company should be just as strategic about what they give away as what they sell. Yes. Yeah, and I know when I think of folks that are strategic about that, I think often of uh, Bill and Melinda Gates um, of Microsoft. And, 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 and they thought that way from the get-go. I mean, even mm -hmm. when he was young, starting the company out, one of his initial goals was always, I'm going to give back a significant amount. It was always part of the mantra. It didn't suddenly happen after all the money poured in. It was always part of his DNA. And, and that kind of thing shows. And, and, and the same thing with other people that he worked with uh, on the way up, Steve Jobs and, and some others. I mean, there was always a nonprofit give back that was part of what inspired them to do what they did. When I think of Atlanta here, the Home Depot and yes. the generosity that the, the founders and, and the company as a whole has shown the community of Atlanta. And they're everywhere, but they're very strategic. They, they see that those in real need as community members are taken care of. And uh, we're just very fortunate, like I said, here in Atlanta to, to have a company like the Home Depot that is a member of our community in that way. And that's something that businesses, the worst thing you can do that could, that community groups can do in their, in their various communities is to take good, uh, corporate citizens for granted. You know, mm -hmm. you know, you know, you can never say thank you enough times. And my experience has been that if you say, it, 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 the worst thing community organizations can do is, uh, say thank you too many times. That's not the worst thing. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's a good thing. Um, I was involved in a project uh, a number of years ago uh, called Thousand Points of Light. Mm -hmm. And I was a uh, an advisor to George H.W. Bush. And I think also that uh, uh, particularly uh, uh, that's going to be part of his legacy. 
uh, that, and 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 it was also part of Ronald Reagan, and 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 what we were doing, and there were there were only a handful of us that created that program, and I was one of them. And the whole premise was to create a mechanism where we thanked companies for being good com- community citizens. And that was it. There was no, uh, you know, there, there was no hidden uh, agenda. We just simply uh, turned out awards. We, we sent flags to certain companies. And the end result is, what do you think those companies did? They were so proud to receive the awards that they renewed their commitment to serve the communities. Sure. I I was very fortunate. I was able to actually attend one of those Thousand Points of Light uh, ceremonies when I was at the Naval Academy in Annapolis. Mm -hmm. And and the president came down to make make the award and, and of course, stopped by the academy while he was there. Uh, But, yeah, just a phenomenal program. Yes, and, and variations of that program had taken place under previous uh, presidential administrations, uh, mm-hmm. and a couple of times since then, I, I know uh, when Bill Clinton had uh, a, an initiative at one point to get, uh, he had a nonprofit summit that was held in Philadelphia in 1998, and I, I've never met Bill Clinton, but I, but I was invited to speak uh, in fact, I was the warm-up act to Cohen Powell, and I was on just before Cohen Powell, and and we and I was talking then, as was Cohen Powell, very eloquently about the importance of community give back, and and you know a lot of us, uh, you know, this has been instilled in us, you and me, and those of us who have been around a long time, a lot of us were instilled the the need to give back by our parents by our schools, you know, we were instilled this by our churches, uh, and then when we all got into business careers, we just kind of kept that going, and then once we found out that companies that we worked for felt the same way, that they believed in uh, nurturing stakeholders and community stewardship, you know, that, that we just kind of kind of kept doing it and, and and whether there's an award or not in thousand points of light gave out uh a, a, over a period of about three four years gave out more than thirty thousand awards and mm-hmm. you know everybody who got one was darn proud of it even if it was just a little certificate that somebody xeroxed and mailed them they they displayed it with pride Oh, yes. Now, Hank, I'd like to ask you, uh, I guess, the corollary to that original question, Mm -hmm. and that is, what are the risks businesses face if they choose not to cultivate a positive relationship with their community? Criticism, uh, losing customers. You know, believe it or not, there are many customers out there that all things being cons- the same, one company versus another company, uh, they will choose to do business with the more reputable company. Uh, customers are a lot of times a lot smarter than we give, give them credit for being. Yes. And, and e- even, even those of us who are very enlightened about community involvement, I mean, uh, if an organization is not doing anything, uh, I think 
something's wrong with that company. And also, I, I tend to look at if those companies are only there for the photo op, you know, to present a check, but they're not yeah. giving anything more substantial. I wouldn't want to deal with companies like that. Uh, you know, even small businesses, um, you know, they, uh, uh, one of the projects that uh, uh, I'm currently involved in and have been involved for several years uh, I'm, I is judging an awards program for the Better Business Bureau. And that's a wonderful mm-hmm. organization. And they have these awards for excellence. And one of the questions that they always ask, I mean, the bulk of the questions have to do with customer service and the, the manner in which you run your business and how well you train your employees and how you prepare for adversity and how you take care of problems on a timely basis. But but in my opinion, the most important question is the one that asks, what are you doing for the community? Why? How? Uh, and when you read these narratives, and I've read hundreds of them over the years, and you see these small businesses that don't have a lot of money beaming with pride because their employees went out on Saturdays and wore the company T-shirt in some fun run. Uh, Research tells us, by the way, just that right there, just the fact that employees are going out on their own time, seeing themselves as loyal members of that company and of their own volition, uh, supporting community activities, the research tells us, according to Harvard Business School, that those employees will be twice as productive on the job because they will take that nonprofit uh, allegiance to their company into the workplace. Oh, absolutely. Now, Hank, we've talked about some awards and the like that would obviously signal some success in in having a strong relationship with the community. Mm -hmm. What other signs should business leaders be looking for to help them gauge whether they have a a good or they need to improve on their community relationships? I think that companies of all sizes, whether they're little bitty small businesses or major corporations, it doesn't matter the size, if they would do nothing more than set up an advisory board, Mm -hmm. uh, get customers on that board, get community leaders on that board, uh, get stakeholders of diversified, you know, really diversify that board. And in some cases, uh, we call that an opinion panel, you know, a group of people who you ask on a regular periodic basis, how are we doing? What are we doing? What more could we do? If we're doing too much, maybe should we um, cut back? Are there any causes that our company uh, supports that you really think we should emphasize more? You know, everybody says, oh, we believe in education. Well, what part of education? 
you know, are, are, you know, and there are many, many causes. You can't do it all. So the best thing I would recommend companies do is ask people who are either objective or they're there because they really care about you, you know. And, and my experience is that, that the asking of the advice really helps you fine-tune your strategy better. It helps you cut some of the waste. And also, just simply asking customers, how are we doing, is good customer service. That relates to other topics that we've talked about before. So so getting that, that input helps you better understand what you're doing and how you're doing because, you know, often, very often I ask uh, uh, when I'm, you know, as, as you know, we've talked about this before, when I go in with a company and I'm doing an institutional review and I'm studying uh, or a performance review and uh, or whatever we, we call it, or we're doing a growth strategies assessment or let's say we're doing a merger and acquisition, I'll do a study of um, – uh, and it's not the main thing, but it's a part of what they're doing. I'll, I'll, I'll look at their philanthropic program, and I'll ask some very hard questions sometimes of, of the management. Well, uh, why did you support that cause? Oh, I don't know. Well, that's not a good answer, <laughs> I'll tell right. you. Right. And they'll say, well, you know, Joe down the committee's wife is on the committee. And I said, that's, that's not a, an appropriate answer. Joe down the hall, you, you pay him a good salary, right? Good benefits package, right? So just because his wife gets to you first, if you are thinking, well, I will absolve myself of my need to support community endeavors by giving to the first three or four people who ask, and then I can say all the money's gone, well, that's a wrong reason. And so one of the things that I recommend that they do is change up the list of, of uh, acceptable charities every year that maybe they each year they have a theme behind their giving program. And by okay. the way, a giving program is not just cash donations. The best giving program is time. And that's not just mm-hmm. time on the job, but also time on the weekends. In other words, they, they could have a, a preferred list of fun runs that they'd like their employees. You know, you don't just say go out and do them all. You go out and say, well, right. maybe this year let's let's really concentrate on you know breast cancer awareness or or literacy or drug abuse prevention. You know, let's let's pick certain causes, mm-hmm. and that'll be the theme of this year. So that gets away from this idea of just uh, you know throwing some money at at people who ask nicely for a donation, that's not a reason to be doing corporate philanthropy. I had a, a great experience at a, a company, and I, I'll, I'll mention them because they do a lot of philanthropic activities, and it was uh, Deloitte, uh, as most people hear of Deloitte and Touche. Oh, yeah. Uh, but we were encouraged to do those kind of philanthropic endeavors that meant something to us personally. Yeah. And the company was incredibly supportive. My family has had the misfortune of having a number of folks that have had cancer. Yes. And so they were always beneficiaries of the Red Cross and, and receiving platelets, mm-hmm. which those familiar with cancer know that uh, cancer patients need a lot of platelets. Yes. And so they would, uh, on an ongoing basis, support 
my donating platelets to the Red Cross. And they would and, probably ask for other employees to match the donations. Uh, that's right. Blood and, drives and, and, and so, so on and so forth. And so on and so forth. Right. Uh, just a great supporter of that philanthropic activity that was important to me, uh, among a whole host of other things that the firm did as an enterprise every year is their commitment to the communities in which they were a member of. Well, you know, so. it's interesting. You you mentioned Deloitte. It was because I actually, they were a client of mine at one time. Uh, it was <laughs> when they were known as Deloitte Haskins in sales and I was working. My, my This is falls under the small world department. And my mm-hmm. my my client and and my colleague because I had known him from the nonprofit world was uh, Bob Crookshank, the managing partner of the Houston office. And uh, one of the things that that I and I remember at one point asking Bob at very early on in our in our discussions, I said, Bob, at what point did you stop thinking like an auditor, which was the area of accounting that he was trained as, and at what point did you think primarily as a CEO and community leader? And I said, and did you at did you then understand once you made the 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 transition from thinking uh, like an accountant who did a niche service to being a a uh, uh, leader of the firm? Uh, how did that benefit you? And he told mm-hmm. me a number of different ways. And then he said, uh, I want you to make some recommendations for our office. So I sat down and I, was, I wrote a memo that went out under his signature, and it said, henceforth, every partner will participate in a minimum of two activities of their own choosing, and that the firm will give a uh, uh, ample staffing and support for those endeavors and please report back to me meaning the managing partner on what you're doing and guess and the interesting thing about it was what we found out was everybody was already doing those things we just simply institutionalized it for the office so that we could have a better grasp on when we gave non-billable time away to what causes. And um, one of the recommendations that I made to Bob at that time in, in his office, and they were uh, in the, it, 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 you know, they said, well, is there something else that we can do that doesn't involve only the partner's time? And I said, well, uh, let's look at your print shop. And they went, say what? <laughs> the print shop, mm-hmm. our, our internal in-house print center. And I said, yeah. do you not understand that you could make that a major center of donation? And let's talk about all the equipment that you want to buy. If you do a certain amount of donated printing for nonprofit organizations, wouldn't that enable you to upgrade the center? And he went, oh, his comment was, You're, he's, that's the kind of wonderful idea an accountant would have given. I go, yeah, and I'm not an accountant. 
I, you know, in other words, I was just simply giving them an option. Since that time, I have probably made that same recommendation about the in-house print center to probably a hundred other corporations, and categorically, they take the idea. They then go to to nonprofit organizations. They put, they let out, let it be known that they will do a certain amount. In other words, they ask, they ask for bids. You know, people then can then uh, write proposals for what they need. They will choose the charities they want to support. So, they, in other words, they're they're doing something that doesn't necessarily involve the time of their highest billing partners, but they can make a difference. Um, so, you know, there, there, there are many ways you can do that. And to take that same idea, one other quick, one other example, I've probably advised a couple of hundred other companies to set up their own uh, 501c3 nonprofit foundation for the mm-hmm. express purpose of channeling a lot of what they're doing for the community. And what does a 501c3 foundation uh, add? Well, for one thing, uh, for public companies, having your own 501c3 foundation enhances your stock position on Wall Street. So that's getting into all this non nonprofit stuff. In other words, it's good for business. So if part of sure. your your reputation is that you're doing a lot of the right things within reason, of course, and that it's not necessarily siphoning off your profits, you know, and that's really all we could ask of any good company, and particularly people listening tonight, you know, all of us are in business to make good products and services at fair prices, we want to do right by our customers. We want to make, we want to be good employers, and we all certainly want to make fair profits. So, if you do all of that, then somewhere in that mix, the reputation of your company as giving back a little here and a little there uh, is part of your reputation. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this edition of the Strategy Driven Podcast. I would like to personally thank Hank Moore for being with us today and sharing his insights on how business leaders can build strong community relationships. As always, we would appreciate receiving your feedback by email at podcast at strategydriven.com. If you enjoyed the show, please consider recommending us on iTunes, and visiting our website at www.strategydriven.com. You can find more information about Hank Moore and The Business Tree at www.hankmoore.com. Until next time, so long.